the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds as well Just getting the second half slowly but surely underway In the Premiership it's goalless between Ross County and Hibs And it's Livy 2, Hamilton 1 We do have our featured championship matches as well Just let's remind ourselves of what that would mean Because it is a huge day If results were to stay this way um, Then Livy would secure their place in the top six Many people expected them to They've had a little bit of a dip That would secure them top six It wouldn't do Hamilton any favours down at the bottom um, Ross County and Hibs If they were just to, to pick up a point each it could Well it would be seen potentially as a missed opportunity for, for both wouldn't it? Yeah it would uh, For Ross County certainly a decent result When they knew they were facing a Hibs side full of plenty of pace, creativity. If they manage to get out there with a point, moving them to 30 points, five points of difference between them and Kelly, I think John Hughes would have taken that at the start of the day. Yeah, without doubt. And um, you look at uh, uh, Hibs, Gordon, it would only take them three points away for Aberdeen. You know, with these games, they would be expecting to go on and win that, bridge that gap, even uh, add to that gap even more. Top six for me would mean uh, a trophy win for Livingston. I mean, for a club of their size, uh, having lost Gary Holt early in the season because he felt that he had gone as far as he could, David Martindale coming in, becoming a a nationwide story, uh, given his background and then the success he enjoyed as manager taking them to the Betfred Cup final. But for me, top six for Livingston is the equivalent of a trophy win. I'm, I'm struggling to talk there, Gordon. With uh, Thornton's toffees that Willow brought in, there was some other food as well. We were chomping on at half time. I'm, I'm bloated. I noticed that because I went to you <laughs> to get your thoughts. And, and you, have, a, have a thing with my You mouth. just about composed yourself then. We went to Hugh Evans. He sounded like he was just finishing something off. Anybody else? Would you like me to give you an extra five minutes just to compose yourselves? No, no. Uh, we're we're here. Here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the athlete who's in there. I don't eat any of that rubbish, Gordon, right, as sure. you can see. He's tearing into everything on a uh, Saturday. Hugh, Hugh makes a point about Livy, though. I mean, I read again David Martindale saying about his budget and they budget to finish 12th in the bottom so that when or if they do struggle and get relegated, they don't have to worry about players' contracts and relegation causes. I suppose. They, a good business model And Hugh's right If they're finishing In the top six What an unbelievable achievement Having, having lost a manager Yeah <laughs> You know I mean Gary Holt You know A man that I would trust Implicitly Who's now working For Falkirk of course But he just got To the stage Where he thought Well I'm looking at this I'm looking at What I'm contributing here And he fell on his sword He gave up the job Now When a manager comes in It's because There's something wrong and David Martindale in uh, under-20 league games uh, has possibly got them mm. top six. That's an amazing story. Oh. I'm just looking at, oh, don't, I'm, don't, I'm don't, looking don't. at Offer Marciano, Hugh, and I'm not sure if these two things are linked, but we got the news yesterday that he no longer wants to stay at Hibs. He, yeah. won't, he won't sign a new contract. And here he is this afternoon in Dingwall. Sunny it's Dingwall. about four degrees. <laughs> it is battering with rain. Yeah. The wind has almost blown his gloves off. Do you wonder if those two things are related in any way? Well, uh, I think you're absolutely correct. I'm looking <laughs> at the pictures and I would leave this country and I was born here. That looks <laughs> horrific. Yeah. Poor Dave Galloway. Um, and you can just tell that's Chris Cadden, I think, bursting down the right, Alex. I'm not convinced that was a terrible cross yeah. until the wind got hold of it and took it over the bar. Yeah, just got a hold of it, Gordon, just took it in. To top of the net But the, the conditions See when it comes like this Willow for me It's just a case of Rolling up your sleeves 
because we know how difficult we, you spoke about uh, you went for a run as well Gordon the difficulty of out there running in the wind I, control- I, I told you that at the break that was that was private and confidential information yeah but listen he's <laughs> looking good until he started chomping in some of the, the toffees honestly uh, the headwind you can't, you can't be doing oh, that headwind on a Saturday listen, morning this morning you know where I live went for a run alongside a dual carriageway makes it even worse head on it no fun can't be as bad as the time though that Ryan Christie went running by you and put you to shame <laughs> left you in his dust <laughs> no celebrity spots that, this morning I mean that just that hammered home the place I was in in my life just thought jeez how I have slipped and seeing that I have heard that Ryan Christie is one of the fittest boys at Celtic so maybe not as no much surprise. shame as I thought yeah I mean to be fair I wasn't I wasn't giving you much chance of outrunning Ryan Christie so I Mm. I won't hold that against you too much Right, we're on Twitter as well Before we get to the phone in at 5 um, We're looking for any of your thoughts On the games that are going on But also for your favourite stat or trivia That you've ever heard Football related This is because there's a bit of competition brewing And it's, it's threatening to get nasty Roger Hanna and Andrew McLean Trying to emerge as the Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard main stato But I thought we would blow both of them out the water Put it out to you on Twitter And see what is your favourite piece of football trivia Ever and needless to say, like you do every week, you've stepped up to the plate. You never ever disappoint on a Saturday afternoon. So many of you have been getting in touch. Mm. You can keep doing that at Clyde SSB. A history of Scottish football in 100 objects. Certainly sounds like they know what they're talking about. Oh. In 1885, you'll remember it, you. Yeah. Um, on the day that our broth beat Bon Accord 36 nil. Yeah. At the same time, Dundee Harp beat Aberdeen Rovers 35 nil. Wow. Do I remember that? Uh, well, he says he checked your match report <laughs> saying that This is from the guy that doesn't remember Getting all the drinks charged to his room At Richard Shaw's testimonial <laughs> It so. was late in the evening I'll bet it was That is a good story Just on the old testimonial Gives Tim the, the Celtic How physio How many more have, stories have you no, got? No I didn't play in this one But right. uh, Tim the, the physio at Celtic Good guy me. Tim Just before I got there Jackie McNamara's testimonial He gave Ooh. every player of both sides A new iPod And a new iMac Whatever you call wow. them Yeah like, Oh hold decent. on We'll get back to that Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Ross County won wow. Hibs nil And it's Billy Mackay How big a goal could that be Come the end of the season Kilmarnock not playing today Hamilton Aki's losing Ross County lead Hibs by a goal to nil Got to say wow. Didn't see it coming at all If you looked at the first half Hibs created the better chances Looked to side more likely to score Ross County looked like They may have just been happy with a draw here But ball into the box Big looping uh, ball and White heads White it to down Mackay. White to Mackay I knew someone out last night Well <laughs> combination I mean, Big striker Under the wee guy You wonder how much The wearer has played a part In that Because the, the ball the clearance, into the box Well though, the clearance Is poor though Because I think it was uh, Porteous tries to clear it And he only gets it About 25 yards out He's got so much more Distance on that oh, Penalty Hibs oh, Instant really? chance to reply Um Boyle Right we're going to have We'll get the tease on the second We need to stay with the penalty Is it going to be Martin Boyle I don't know the pitch Let's find out Yeah the pitch is flooded now yeah, Horrendous Oh dear me Yakoviti I remember that happens The pitch is flooded Yakoviti with the foul on Martin Boyle So it remains to be seen um, If he's going to step up And try and dispatch it himself Just moments after What's the old cliche about You're, you're most vulnerable. vulnerable When you've just scored uh, Well Ross County had taken the lead Thanks to Billy Mackay Nervous weight Very nervous oh This word. could have huge implications Not only at the bottom 
But in the, the battle for third as well We're now just seeing replays of yeah. it Any No complaints for no. me No okay. it's a clear cut penalty You have to say the shot by young Dodge He goes to try and hit it Gets it all wrong <laughs> And it falls to Martin Boyle Ooh Willow You've now changed your mind Oh yeah. it's yeah. It might have been a wee bit hasty Martin Boyle steps up Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Makes no mistake Ross County won Hibs won John Beaton does point to the spot There's a lot of arguments From the Ross County players Having seen it back I don't think it's a penalty I do not think it's a penalty Hmm. He's down rather easy Willow He does The the one thing I will say Is Yakoviti Is the wrong side To start off with It's a wee bit clumsy But I think Boyle Realises the position he's in And he's got Goal side of him And went down easy But there you are You know If you're John Hughes you're, Yeah if you're John Hughes You're fuming Right Hugh Let's get to this I think this is Very very doable Because we're going to give you So much information I mm. think you will scoosh it Here goes The second half teaser With Monday Scottish Sun Free goals pull out And all the reaction To the weekend's games I have played alongside Steve Nicol, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Benito Carboni. I have been managed by Dick Advocat and Frank Reichard. I helped my national team qualify for a World Cup but wasn't in the squad for the tournament. I came to Scotland as part of a swap deal which involved a UEFA Cup and Super Cup winner. Who am I? I so, think you're going to squish that We've given so much information I think it's led you right to it But give us again Well, I've played alongside Stevie Nicol and uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And Benito Carboni I've been managed by Dick Advocat And Frank Reichard I helped my national team qualify for a World Cup But wasn't in the squad for the tournament I came to Scotland as part of a swap deal Which involved a UEFA Cup and Super Cup winner Who am I? Look I'm not saying it's easy right But Mark Wilson's got that already So Magnificent <laughs> Hang your head in shame If you don't know it At Clyde SSB It is a race though So don't just sit there And think about it for too long You need to get your answer in At Clyde SSB Try and Let's keep up listeners <laughs> Try and keep up <laughs> Oh he loves it didn't he? We actually get 6 out of 7 In the first one as well uh, We had one of these During the teaser My apologies Goal flashes with top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Dundee 1 are both nil. Mick Mullen 2 Mullen He finds the back of the net And it's Dundee 1 are both nil. Danny Mullen with the goal Just saying to Alex there um, I think he's a decent player Danny Mullen He has ah, he's been, been hooked straight away though Charlie yeah. Adams come on to replace him Is that right? <laughs> well he's done his job Job done <laughs> Off you go yeah. Uh, Listen this could be An important win for Dundee They can't afford to uh, Get the gap any less It takes them up to a point Behind Queen of the South As it stands at the moment Heard Charlie Adams Speaking the other day Just saying Dundee just too inconsistent it Started poorly this season Got a good run of results But Just concede goals too easily But good result for them today So far Oh we Martin Boyles Took one in uh, the chops Willow A trailing arm No ma- malice in it But he'd been booked For his part in the challenge so It's all go In Dingwall Yep all happening And we're still getting Loads of tweets in About your favourite Piece of football trivia As well Some of you lot Know your stuff Honestly I'm very Very impressed um, Let's see what else Have we got Just to see if there's any That I haven't read out um, Yes sir I can boogie Says <laughs> I've always loved the stat 
brilliant stat And this is a serious one So there's no um, this is a Very good message He says I always loved The brilliant stat That Scotland was the first nation To field a black player In international football oh. There we go like Here's one, one for you Gordon Spain won the 2010 World Cup Scoring only 8 goals that's rubbish That's nearly as bad as oh, Mark Hold Wilson's on I've got a second one Calm down <laughs> That's Kingsley, terrible Kingsley Conan of Bayern München Has won the league Every season Of his professional career Okay better well, Right we're getting there Never give me that Spain one again That was terrible <laughs> um, John Devlin says Scotland legend Archie Gemmell Was the first player Ever in a Scottish league game To come on as a substitute That's correct For yep. St Mirren 1966 like that. That's a good one yep. See because these are going to be ones That you're going to repeat That's the whole point isn't it You need to be able to repeat and by the way I don't know if Kirk Elwood I'm going to give Kirk the, the benefit of the doubt he looks like an honest man the reason we are having this discussion is because Roger Hanna and Andrew McLean have been trying to outdo each other yeah. on this show and on Twitter to be the resident stato now Kirk has just tweeted in to say Nathan Patterson was four months old when Alan McGregor made his Rangers debut but I Roger, that, yeah. Roger tweeted that the other oh, night so And that's what made me start this discussion <laughs> Oh Kirk um, Oh what a double uh, save uh, Marciano Gordon Yeah um, Maybe Kirk Maybe Kirk didn't hear it I'll give him the benefit of the doubt There we go <laughs> Poor Kirk I think he's came up with that himself Yes sir I can boogie's back on Scotland are the only international team in the British Isles Unbeaten at penalty shootouts <laughs> Yes we are And don't forget it By the way there's another one So it must be true Stephen Daly says The only Non-Spanish side To win the Copa del Rey I, d- mother about I wonder how that's came about It's ah, baffling it 1927 is, a is it in the trophy fame. cabinet? A replica is it? I think I think it is Is it? There's something there Yeah. That's. I mean that is clinging on to things <laughs> Did they do a tour? Round about there How long did the tour take at Motherwell? <laughs> not not long um, I must I must admit that My own bias aside that, that probably I think that is the best Piece of trivia we've heard today no. Yeah, the most unusual one. Yeah, that no one um, would have known. And by the way, see, since you outed me, this was forty-two minutes ago. So this was before this. I'm asking you for your stats, and some guy called Josh Armstrong just replied, said, "Saw Gordon Duncan out a run today, blowing out his backside." Thanks a lot. <laughs> Fact. That was f- forty-five kilometers in by that point, Josh. It was it was starting to take its toll. Alwa with a penalty saved. The oh. third penalty to be saved in the championship today Is that going to be your new trivia of start? I don't know What's the uh, what, the highest number of penalties ever saved in one day In the Scottish championship? I don't know mm. uh, Anything else doing? I don't think so You notice now that the, the groundswell Which started on this programme For Alan McGregor to be player oh. of the year <laughs> Hold on well, let, Let's check that Because even, even I wouldn't claim that too much I'm pretty sure they had the the idea first But it is interesting You're right Earlier on in the show We were talking about The Celtic Rangers game Is it in doubt What what can clubs do Can they do anything Can they do more And um, nah, Even I can't pretend To take the credit for it We did say What about a message Down the lens Manager Captain Make it clear mm-hmm. No doubt about it Put a video out there Rangers have done that So Rangers have been Pretty clear with their messaging This afternoon Let's pass that on to you Because it is a very important message So here's James Tavernier Hi everyone I want to send a message for all Rangers fans. Thank you for your support over the last week. We have another huge week ahead, a second leg on Thursday, then at all firm at Parkhead on Sunday. As captain of Rangers, it's a huge honour and privilege to represent the best fans in the world. I want to highlight how important it is for you all to stay at home next weekend. Please don't gather in crowds, especially near either stadium or the city centre. We want nothing more than to have you with us next Sunday, but we know you are right behind us. The best place to support us is from home. 
Stay home Stay safe There we go Hugh Keevans If clear messaging is your thing Then that would fall into that category Well Celtic will now have to follow suit And uh, get Scott Brown on the case uh, Or someone else at Celtic Park um, It's the right thing to do Any help Gratefully received But as Fraser Wishart said uh, This is not a matter of negotiation The government are telling the two clubs Get this message across loud and clear uh, Because the implications of people turning up at Celtic Park Don't bear thinking about So all contributions very happily received And that's a good move to start it off Yep, totally agree um, We chatted about it briefly at the start of the show I think A message from the captains and the managers Resonates better with the supporters Than just a statement put out coming from the club A faceless statement uh, It's now up to Rangers fans to take heed And take James Tavernier's words for it We may see Steven Gerrard do similar And when and I'm, I'm with you Celtic have surely got to come out and do the same Celtic fans it's then up to them to take heed of the message also. you know the Celtic fans will say oh. got one of these Hugh sorry Goal Flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs and Hibs take the lead they had fallen behind thanks to that Billy Mackay goal they then got a penalty and it was scored by Martin Boyle they're now in front and it's that man started the season as a goal machine we've not heard too much of him recently Kevin Nisbet with the goal Ross County 1 Hibs 2 Yeah he's got the ease of tapping at the back post Gordon a lovely little ball delivered and he taps in for a yard he'll be delighted it's been a barren spell from good response by Hibs Got to say it was coming there Gordon since Ross County scored Hibs have just switched on got the penalty and they've battered them it's been attempt after attempt on their goal and as Alex says there Nisbet with the easiest of all the chances to tuck in at the back post Just to finish the point The Celtic fans are on social media saying Well, you know, what's this got to do with us, etc, etc And Celtic did issue a statement saying uh, That they were taking no responsibility for anything that happened last weekend I understand all of that But this story has moved on now They've been in meetings, both clubs With the government, with Police Scotland With the City Council, with the football authorities And it is imperative that neither set of supporters turns out a week tomorrow. Imperative. Therefore, Rangers brought out James Tavernier. Celtic should do the same with anyone, Scott Brown or John Kennedy, whoever. But Celtic have to issue a statement to their fans as well. I would expect all parties to do this, the government, the police. Uh, both clubs, Gordon, and just ram home this throughout the course of the week. You just drip feed it constantly, and uh, the more we can get that out, the better it'll be because we want the game to continue. All uh, right, we're still looking for the best piece of football trivia, your mm. favourite fact or stat on the show this afternoon. I like this one from at Rilo or Rilo Killy, um, because I mean, it's kind of a stat, but it's really just a wee dig at his team. Oh. Um, he says, under Angelo Alessio, Kilmarnock had seven clean sheets in a handful of months. Since then, we've only managed four. And that explains why we're in the situation we're in Bowie sacking a guy in fifth place Will that record coming back to roost shambles He says <laughs> Well um, It's certainly dark days for Kilmarnock One point in 30 tells you all you need to know um, We thought they might have made a wee breakthrough At the Dingwall last week with Kyle Lafferty uh, But Billy Mackay who scored again today Scored twice against Kilmarnock last weekend They're in dire straits mm. And quite simply, uh, they've got half a dozen games to survive and save their season. 
Here we go Gordon Scott Booth is the only Scottish player to have won the World Cl- Club Championship winner's medal who doesn't have a Champions League winner's medal with Bruce Bruce Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, okay. come up with that yourself. No, that was Terry the Minister. Well done, Terry. Um, Mark Mackay says that Johan Cruyff had a two-stripe Adidas in the 1974 World Cup because of a player sponsorship issue. Oh. I don't know what the story is behind that, but I like the sound of it. Oh. Which kind of reminds me, tenuous link, what's the old one about David Beckham scoring from the halfway line? Charlie, Charlie. Miller's boots. Whose boots was he wearing? Hugh Evans is about to educate you here. I never no. thought it was possible. No, he's not. Charlie Miller's Charlie boots. Miller's boots. Yes. Really? Yes. Yep. They were both sponsored by Adidas, and uh, Bex, Bex Adidas. phoned up and says, "Listen, I'm not happy with what's going on here. Okay, we'll give you Charlie's." Charlie, Charlie didn't mention it that much in the Dundee United changing room. <laughs> <laughs> They quite enjoyed yeah, they that sent, They sent him the wrong pair of boots Didn't they, they, they That's were right meant, ah, Were they meant for lad. Charlie Miller or? I think they were meant for And then ended up Great uh, lad Charlie You, you ever read his is, book yeah. You no. ever read his book Oh Get yourself a copy yeah. yeah I like that one So keep them coming in At Clyde SSB If you want to give us Your favourite trivia A pal of mine's David McKendrick Has texted me The history Be of careful Because your, your one earlier Was rubbish No no not a start oh. The history of this Motherwell Getting oh, right, into the okay. copy Oh right ah, The real so, deal Yeah invited as guests It says runners up In the Scottish mm. top flight 1926-27 We had a big deal I've been trying to tell <sighs> you this I've been diff- A big deal in the 20s Believe me Well There you are I'd like to see the trophy Maybe one day When this is all over You can take us to the The club and show us the Trophy room The trophy room <laughs> Or the trophy shelf. cupboard uh, Trophy <laughs> shelf <laughs> Trophy cupboard <laughs> There'll be a Scottish cup in there as well A replica exactly. Scottish cup Don't oh, forget no. it Right okay um, anything else doing in this Hibs game, Alex? Yeah, well, they're trying to rally, uh, but the problem you have with that is, Gordon, is that uh, at least you leave it open at the back door, and with the pace they have up front, one of the things that was evident earlier on prior to uh, Hibs scoring was the blatant, blatant dive by Martin <laughs> Boyle. Willow, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we thought the penalty he got may have been fortunate. Um, there was a slight tangle of legs in it, but the second one was a blatant dive, and he's got off it. I've no idea, right, if this is. This isn't a stat or, or trivia, I don't think, but I like it nevertheless. Grant says that Lisbon Lion, Jim Craig, was the first person that my mum told she was pregnant at an appointment because he was her dentist. Yeah. That's right, aye, Jim, aye. I, I turned out to be a Rangers fan. So I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's that's a stat, but I, I love it nevertheless. He's my old neighbour in Bears Den, Jim. Oh, that lovely yeah. man. Great guy, yeah. It, it, it does remind me, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we put that appeal out on the show to say, look, it's 12 weeks since that night in Belgrade when David Marshall saved the penalty and the rest is history. So 12 weeks on, we want to know, did anyone perhaps... I can boogie. You know, yeah, exactly. And is anyone is anyone now pregnant 12 weeks on from that night? Maybe you've had your scan. And I was amazed, Hugh, at the number of people who got in touch. And we got a guy, um, Willie was his, oh, his anonymous uh-huh. um, name on air. Um, but loads of people actually got in touch privately as well. And I remember one girl who ended up not, not getting on air, and I won't read the name out, obviously, um, said, by the way, Gordon, that applies to me. We've just found out I'm, I'm pregnant and we can kind of trace it back to that night in Belgrade. Uh, uh, but I've not told anyone yet. I've not told my family. so we can't, And I'm thinking, why on earth have you told me before your family? But um, there we go. So that's why we couldn't use that one on air because they hadn't quite told their family yet. So, mm. What happens if we win the tournament? Oh, oh dear Population burst <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh, Right so we're going to get anything else Livy Hamilton still 2-1 And talk about 
that stage of the season Hugh we mentioned it before business end where you're you're keeping an eye on your result but other results as well Ross County were leading Hamilton yeah. were losing everything was rosy but all of a sudden a quick turnaround Hibs are back in front and now there will be no winners at the bottom unless something changes well in both cases uh, with regard to Hamilton Ackies and Ross County still a quarter of these games to go uh, so I am certainly not ruling out the Ackies Gordon, you know you were saying about Johan Cruyff with these boots. I've got a, a friend yep. just texted me a picture of Johan Cruyff. And it says Cruyff was sponsored by Puma, and the Dutch shirt was uh, sponsored Adidas, by Adidas. Yep. And he took one of the three stripes off his sleeve to distance himself from Adidas. And there is a picture. And there's more to that though as well. And your oh, wife's phoning you, by the way. She seriously was Hello um, Surely she knows After all this time You're on the radio I'm a bit busy um, Because the Adidas and Puma founders Were brothers Weren't they That's right yeah. And they hated each other Apparently According, right? to, according to Bert yeah. oh, That's great I've had a bad week I've uh, had a bad week With the Nokia Alec Oh, oh he has don't, not don't. Seriously I meant to bring this up Last night do you want to tell it or shall I? No, you are um, well, I just I, I don't mean to steal your story But I, I probably will do it more well, justice I, I, Just because of the I went to you for help Over the years, <laughs> how many times, right? Does, he'll just lean over The type of advice he'll say What does MWI mean? Or what's Tinder? <laughs> or whatever question he's got for me on any given day Actually, Nico sent a message in earlier who del- He thought your line about what's LG was hilarious He thought that was funny <laughs> That you had never heard of LG televisions um, So he leans over to me earlier right And he asked me a question Do you ever get that way where you think Right I, I do know the answer to this But I'm going to have to take myself back 20 years to, to find it in the recess of my brain right He said How do you turn off predictive text He's on the Nokia on predictive text And had clicked himself on And trying to then negotiate with him To kind of see what he meant I said so so what are you trying to write? What are you trying to say? He says, I'm just trying to send a message to my pal. And I said, right, and what, what word is it? You're, he says, I'm trying to write the word checking. And I said, so when you're looking for a C, do you press the number two key three times? And he no. was like, yeah, he still does oh, it that no. way. Right? So, <laughs> so, no way. But he had accidentally clicked it onto the... Like, I, is there another way? That's what I'm saying, predictive text. It's quicker. You would just then press two, four, three, two, and it, it would... Predict that you were going to write the word checking for you and it would save you pressing it so many times. What's the sense in that? <laughs> you forget it, I'll try and explain time. it later. So, the Nokia, <laughs> he had a, how he accidentally turned it on, I don't know. And there I am thinking, right, it's 1999, how do you turn off predictive text on a Nokia? And it took me longer than it should have, but we got there. Did you get your message to your pal? I did. Was he okay? Yeah, 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 Good. he's fine. Right, there we go. That must take so <laughs> long to type a message. A, B, yeah. C, D, D, you, e. There are devices out there that the letters appear in front of you and you just touch the letter. Where's the fun in that, as he says? Oh, no, no. no. Never change. <laughs> right, keep your answers coming into that second half teaser. Get your predictive text on this one, Hugh. Remind us of the question. Uh, once I find it. Yeah, it's a long uh, question. See, I, have, him. I have played alongside Stevie Nicol. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Benito Carboni. I have been managed by Dick Advocate and Frank Reichardt. I helped my national team qualify for a World Cup, but wasn't in the squad for the tournament. I came to Scotland as part of a swap deal, which involved a UEFA Cup and Super Cup winner. Who am I? People are getting this right, but people are getting it wrong. Janice Ballantyne says, is it Robert Pritz? No. Andrew no. McFadgen says, is it Ronald De Boer? No. Uh, Ronnie FM Dafty sent a couple in His second choice Is Jan Venegar of Hesselink No Liam thinks it's Claudio Canigia oh. No sir 
Uh, Declan Lewis says Juan Sara Remember him? Oh aye Dundee. Played against him a few times Yeah Yeah, You played against everyone yeah. Though, so. oh, yeah. Craig Smith Van Vossen uh, no. Stephen Carden says Sieb Dykstra Sieb Dykstra What a man he was No not the goalie And your old pal Alex Stevie Urquhart thinks It's Ronald Vatarus Like Ronnie Not Ronnie Not him What was he like As a player Whatever you like Man player He was a, he was a really nice guy uh, One of the best distributions mm. On the half volley Left and yeah, right yeah, Technique Just cut across it And it was like a scud missile Willow always <laughs> <laughs> Great description By the way I mean frightening You talk about transition You wee guys yeah. that naturally Just go woof uh, But a good guy Good player I think he, I think he ended up representing Was it PS um, About 80 times in Europe Top flight as well Eindhoven was, Eindhoven, it? was it I know Was it no, no. Um, PSG I like that See when a keeper's got a very unique style He and uh, Who was the Celtic? Brotto And he had a side volley And it yeah. was slice When he played it. for Livy He could almost clear the pitch That, that guy right? when he, Oh I remember Brotto no. And he used to Livy had this influx of You know Foreigners coming And he was He was outstanding Just style When he kicked it in the half volley On the I side I think he played about 80 times Was it no uh, PSV he played for her. I said PSV yeah, yeah yeah I was just making sure 280 as was are you talking about just in Europe? Was I think it? he had a great uh, record in Europe as well, yeah. Gordon. Yeah, played at a good level, Ronnie. Uh, right, at Clyde SSB, keep your answers coming in to that second half teaser. Still looking for your stats as well. Don't think you're off the hook. My Spain one's leading the way. <laughs> because we, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're done with it. We're not done with it. Far from it. I want to know your favourite piece of football trivia. This is in honour of Roger Hanna and Andrew McLean, who've been having a public battle to be the new Stato. At Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard So let's see what we've got I did say that we would get Nonsense ones as well That Carlos Peña Has scored more goals Than Ronaldo, Pele and Messi And Maradona combined In the SPL He says Yeah but that was nothing To do with football um, Jack also says And again I don't know Are these true In 1979 Thistle v Falkirk Was postponed 29 times Due to bad weather oh, uh, 29 times We've been waiting For a breakthrough In this one Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Hearts won Air United. Nil, it wasn't a classic first half. Hearts waiting for the breakthrough, and eventually it comes Nanyule with the goal on 72 minutes. Means the Jambos take the lead. Um, the thing about Hearts, we've been over the course many times, Mark Wilson recently. They are romping the championship, but it's the level of performances. I can see it on Twitter again today that some of the fans are, are frustrated. I can understand the criticism because Hearts are a big club. They've got a huge fan base, uh, and that fan base expects a lot from their team every year. So to win the championship isn't enough. They want to see better performances on the pitch. And look for the Hearts players and, and the management team. They have got one job, and that's to get promoted. But the fans want better performances from a team full of international. Standard players And they aren't getting it Today's performance Sounds like It coincides with A lot of home performances This year Where teams have made it difficult And hearts have struggled To break them down They do have the The goal at the minute But The fans don't think you It's exciting to watch Expecting threes and fours Will probably be A bit more Expectations I mean, more Just Tynecastle I know there's no fans here But Tynecastle Still is an intimidating place To go even without fans With the stadium And top of you I think the fans Expect better performances, more pleasing on the eye. And look, look at Aberdeen. Now, I know 
I know uh, the results of previous weeks didn't go Aberdeen's way but for a number of years Derek got them to semi-finals finals uh, and, and finished third place but the fans still wanted a better brand of football some modern fans they, they want football from their goalkeeper pass yeah. through the team to end up scoring a goal and I think was the Hearts fans are in well, that category Was that not one of the issues in the first time when they were second in the league when they went to MK Dons you know they were kind of looking about the particular style of play they weren't happy with Willow there was banners from a, probably a small section of the crowd but they weren't happy with it Is there but, not an aeroplane banner? That, yeah, I, hear you can, I hear you can do that now you can hire aeroplanes with a banner and fly it across a football stadium to reveal the message of your choice well, there you go. Rumours that Andy Halliday was the pilot last week at Tannadice <laughs> are unfounded. He was just late for the show. He was training or some, what about some that, nonsense Alex? excuse. He was in on Sunday and he was, what, 25 minutes late? Training. Hooked. Pulled in Sunday morning. Is that right? A Had Sunday morning done. shift? Oh, lovely. Oh, they're horrible. Well, can I tell you something? We used to do it at Sunderland. Peter Reid, in his wisdom, says after a Premier League game, we would be in and we'd be in. Uh, it used to cordon off about. About three lanes in the swimming pool, and, and you would do a, a, an active recovery. You have never seen so many footballers worse for wear and a swimming pool in the lifeguard. Oh, I was, I was carrying on. And do you know the worst about it was? He gave us the Monday off, Willow. So the oh, boys Ross County have hit the post. Jordan White with the header comes oh back off the woodwork. When you're down there fighting for your lives, those margins uh, seem even smaller. All right, I wonder about this one. We're in that. We're back to that one, Huber. Is this true? If it is, I absolutely love it. Mm. Graham McDonald says, Clyde are the only team to play league matches on top of a double-decker bus. It was bombed during the war. The bus was blown in and they just filled it in rather than take it out. I was told this by a Clyde super fan 10 years ago. Would that be this current Broadwood door? Would that be no, elsewhere? No, no, that'd be Shawfield, the, the, the original ground. I mean, uh, but I have never, ever have heard, heard, heard that. Right, okay. And here we go. I've found the most ridiculous one. It's taken us a while. We had a few. What was the, what was the proper ridiculous one that we thought that's just? Oh, it was the mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. So along a similar theme, Mark says that um, Kalechi Eniacho is the first player with all the letters in chicken in his name to score a 94th <laughs> minute winning goal in an FA Cup fifth round game during a pandemic. Right. Very good. Very good. Right. Okay. Keep them coming. At Clyde SSB. Mm, Breaking must be the only team in Britain to play with. A hedge It's a yeah, I would say so uh, Yeah Can I see many I would imagine so Well there's nothing Nothing wrong with playing with a hedge Willow Nothing wrong with um, The the memories of that <laughs> Alex Andy, Andy, Andy Little I yeah, was going to say yeah. yeah he said the ball used to get stuck up On top of the hedge yeah. You couldn't get it back it was down It a kind of famous image wasn't it oh, mm. the, I know the Rangers fans have been Reliving oh, Some Habs, of that stuff Habs almost put the game to bed They are nice through ball They probably should have Um Topoke finish here Was it from Doige And goalkeeper saves it So Ross County off the hook And they go the other side This game's actually livened up End to end stuff You've got to give it to John Hughes' side They aren't going out Without a fight here But as Alex says You need to watch for counter attack And, and that was one there from Hibs With the pace they've got Creativity Jack Ross will fancy his team nicking one at the other it's end. It's a good chance, Willow, won it for uh, Big Jordan White You know, he's, d- he's done everything right He's back across the goalkeeper Marciano's yeah, rooted yeah. And he just hits the outside of the post Gordon's right though just The amount of times You're down there fighting And those things Just don't You know Hit the other side of the post And creep over the line It's incredible But yeah Ross County Just need to watch here Hibs have so many Creative players And this bit's definitely oh. Made a difference Since he's come on He has another effort there Just touch around the post You'd got to say that He's he's put himself Right in the frame To be the number one striker Come next week When Jack Ross is Naming his side 
the Kevin Nisbet for Scotland bus then has that departed without him mm. yeah I think, yeah, I think so, so. I, like, there was a period leading up to Christmas for me Mark Hugh I just felt as if he was in form you know there was players getting uh, in the squad who are not scoring on a regular basis but if he can do that over a more regular uh, period I think that's something that Stevie Clark if he's a manager beyond this year I think, look he, at. I think he's dropped out the team at the worst possible time for Hibs because Stevie Clark's going to name his, his squad um, shortly is he not Gordon? I think it's Tuesday Yeah um, and if he was playing every week and scoring like he did in the mm. first half of the season I think he would have been in Stevie Clark's thinking I don't know about that now because he's I think he's had a few too many games on the bench Really looking forward to early next week Alex It's going to be very mm. interesting Because most people accept That Stevie Clark's likely to be loyal To those who got him there I think that's, yeah. that's fairly obvious um, But if someone is going to force their <laughs> I know way I you're going to say No, no I'm not going to say a name if, Well I might <laughs> If people are going to force their way in You wonder if they get this call up now To, to get involved to and to have a look The obvious one You, you knew the name that was yes. coming up Was David Turnbull And we had a little bit of a debate about Nathan Patterson last night. Just although, yes, of course it's early, of course he's young, but it's not an area of the pitch we're hugely strong in. Yep. Ryan Gold seems to be doing good things in Portugal. There's always that suggestion. Billy Gilmore's a fantastic player. Is he getting enough football? So it's going to be it's going to be a, a very interesting interesting watch. squad with a view to what comes in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, young Nathan Patterson's played a couple of games. Gordon, I think he's got good potential. Uh, they fancy him big time. You mentioned Billy Gilmore, you know, had very little game time this year, Billy, uh, even though he showcased last, last, year, last year what he could do. Um, for me, I think Turnbull is probably the one that could, and I find this astonishing because I've, I've said this to you time after time, he can't even get a game in the Scotland under 21 teams. When I've seen him sitting on the bench, I think, what is going it's on? Yeah, it's that. mental, I can't believe it. But the impact he's had in such a short period of time, the one thing about Turnbull that uh, really amazes me, Gordon, is, the amount of times between 60 and 70 minutes he gets taken off. For the life of me, I can't understand it. A couple of goals I needed to tell you about. Dundee are now 2-0 up on our both thanks to Max Anderson. And it's probably our fault. We gave Queen of the South the big build-up. Mm. They are the informed team in the Championship. One of the informed teams in the country. They're at home to lowly Alloa. And they're now 3-2 down Liam Buchanan Liam Buchanan I mean how many guys is that? Uh, how many goals has that guy scored uh, In the lower leagues He has been prolific Year after year Do you play year. against him? Liam Buchanan uh, I must have done But I tell you what I try to sign him Try to sign him for breaking uh, Last year um, Wanted to stay around Alwa He wasn't playing regularly But if, he, if that turns out To be the winner Peter Grant will be Delighted Cutting the gap to four points Willow if it stays mm. the same what result it be? Grant Mackay says that Angel Di Maria was once sold from Torito to Rosario Central in Argentina for the big fee of 35 footballs. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I have there, no idea. There, there's one. Teddy Sheringham signed for Millwall for a set of strips uh, from Gillingham. No selling. And he ended up moving for £2 million. I played, played on Di Maria. I think I've told you the story. Played against him in, in Toronto. Uh, Celtic against who was it? He, he, he went was it Benfica? Did he play for Benfica? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah, and a friendly, and it was the Tony Mowbray era and Andy Hinkle, uh, and it was me and Andy Hinkle vying for right back. And on that particular night in Toronto, in this friendly for some reason, Andy Hinkle played right back when he named the team. I said, I'm not playing. I, I got named to play right midfield. I have never been so delighted <laughs> to play right midfield. <laughs> 
in nutmeg and <laughs> three times in the first half. And I was thinking, oh, good on you, Andy. Just you stitch Should your you pass. not have been back there helping no, him out? No, listen, I was, I was admiring his work because I think he could actually displace Hinkle at the team and get me in for next week's game. <laughs> Honestly, oh. some team player you oh, are. I, look after yourself in this game. <laughs> I, if, if true, if true, this could be the most ridiculous we've had so far. Chris uh-huh. French Leith says, apparently, which makes me nervous that he's used that word. Station Park in Forfar Is actually the ground That's furthest away From an actual train station <laughs> In the UK That's a great start Come on I that's can't a great. By the way Listen I haven't been round that area um, Recently It rings a bell There is no train link From oh, Dundee Surely not Yeah Dundee to Aberdeen Is a totally different line It doesn't take in Your Forfars Your Breakins Your Broths Anything like that uh, That That there might be truth in that Producer Callum Googled it And yeah. there, there, are, there seems to be Websites which back it up But again I don't know Is that just a rumour that, that spirals It's 14.7 miles away From its nearest Train station Hugh Wow Yeah you'll sleep well tonight That's yeah. a good one I like that But a useless I, actually, trivia Oh that's useless alright They actually call it Four for station do they If it's idea. 14 miles away No I wouldn't have thought so No <laughs> and Dundee is the nearest station Dundee, my mm. goodness Resident forfer expert Alison Cornroy Not with us today She can back that one up perhaps um, Any more goals going in? I don't think so Ollie Shaw has come on Yakoviti off So that tells its own story Alex, that's a yeah. centre back for a striker As Ross County go for it Yeah, I'm just looking at here This Boyle cuts inside What a great block that is Otherwise that was Night nurse for Ross County Has he come again? I mean Ross County are giving it a good goal Absolutely. in this last six minutes again, but the gaps they're leaving at the back Hibs Jack Ross uh, if he doesn't pick up three points in this game will be livid because Hibs should have killed this game off in the last five minutes with the amount so of chances so all of a sudden it's a good day for Kilmarnock if things stay as they mm. are because they've had to sit back and watch Livy uh, sorry Hamilton and Ross County play their games in hand yeah. and at the looks of it none of them are going to take advantage absolutely still what six minutes plus Dobby's time to go Gordon I'm going for a late winner uh, and a late equaliser in these games. Yeah. Uh, right, check the teaser once more, Hugh. I have played alongside Stevie Nichol, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Benito Carboni. I have been managed by Dick Advocat and Frank Reichardt. I helped my national team qualify for a World Cup, but I wasn't in the squad for the tournament. I came to Scotland as part of a swap deal which involved a UEFA Cup and Super Cup winner. Who am I? Juan Ortiz says Is it Theo Snelders? It is not um, <laughs> Marky Sparky Which is that You know you've got a parody Twitter account Yeah I have Yeah Marky Sparky <laughs> It's got your picture um, And the the handle is At Mark Wilson's Doug <laughs> um, It's got one follower That's how interesting <laughs> Even your parody account is uh, He says is it Do keep- I follow him tonight? I will <laughs> He says Is it The new Mascot of this show Kieran Lee It's not Kieran Lee <laughs> I can confirm it is not <laughs> Jack says Is it Kevin Kyle Hugh? No it's not It's not Kevin Kyle And Governor thinks it's Frank De Boer But I think we did that one no, earlier Okay no. Couple of minutes That's your warning And we'll get that teaser wrapped up We'll announce a winner Don't forget In 15 minutes The open line Will be here And we want to hear from you Are your team involved at the moment? If so what did you make of it? And if not, then what else is on your mind? Rangers fans, it was only Thursday night, that game in mm. Europe, so you've only had one night on the phone in to get your thoughts. If you didn't get through last night, 
Now's a good time to do it Alan McGregor's save Is it the best you've seen? What's better? Is he the best goalie you've had? How does he compare to Gorham? All the usual questions How do you set up for next week? Uh, and anything else we might have missed You Celtic fans It's just that waiting game at the moment Isn't it? For um, change in the dugout and elsewhere So whatever you've got for us Let us know And um, we'd be delighted but to talk to you Sorry Hugh we've got one of these Goal Flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Game over at Tynecastle, you would imagine. Jamie Walker at Feltham in the box. He made no mistake with the finish, and that makes it Hearts 2, Air United 0. Yeah, we said that, Hugh. We were talking about the importance of trying to put a showcase what you can do, particularly at Tynecastle. 2 0 now. May well go and get a third. The, the, the point I was going to make to Gordon was with regard to the Celtic managerial situation. I'm finding it now becoming slightly bizarre because Chris Wilder ready to leave Sheffield United and all of a sudden people are talking about him as odds on to be the next Celtic manager on on what possible basis would Chris Wilder be the next Celtic manager mm. he's done a miraculous job at Sheffield United I, would that not yeah listen, I'm, with, not I'm with you in this one I don't automatically think because you have had a stint mm. managing in the Premier League that you should jump to the front of the queue for a Celtic job I, I think it what do you mean the queue though I mean like how does it, who are you comparing them to? Well, uh, listen, I'm just making the point as in if you're an English Premier League manager out of job, and this is blaming nobody but probably the bookmakers, mm. you're right up there as a favourite. I think you need a, a, a certain set of skills to be a manager of Celtic and Rangers in terms of, you know, the we, we keep talking about the pressure that's on you week in, week out. As in a Sheffield United, you know... With the greatest respect to Sheffield United playing that outstanding league the fans weren't expecting them to do anything so the pressure's you know not really on your shoulders to an extent um, so I just think it'll be a more meticulous process than picking the first guy who loses their job in the Premier League down south Will that though be more about you know a, a, a player's character rather than you know where he's been as a manager. I mean, I, I don't know. Try to think of an example that might dispel it. Take Martin O'Neill, for instance. Hugh, uh-huh. um, he was the Leicester manager before. Now I accept he had a very, very good playing career, which maybe makes it a bad example. Yeah. Um, so you know, high level pressure and all the rest of it. But I, I, I don't know. Remind me when that job became available. Was that logic used? Oh, hold on a minute. He's only managed Leicester. He won't. You know, the, the pressure. This is Celtic. This is Glasgow. You know. But O'Neill had done uh, a very good job at Leicester Right, and Chris Wilder's done a very good job at Sheffield United But Martin O'Neill had uh, Had Martin O'Neill won um, won the League Cup, the league think, yeah. cup yeah. Uh, A yeah. couple of years ago He knew success a, a real success Even as a player I mean, Martin O'Neill had won As a player two European Cups I said yeah. on Thursday night I think that comes with merit as well When a player walks yes, in Yes, that's what I'm saying having, So the, the kind of character as well Not necessarily just the previous club yeah, he's been at uh, the, the point, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm not it was never. It was the first name that came to to mind. I'm not saying it was a great comparison, but I wonder if we make too much of this this idea about because of because of the expectation level. Of course, it's crazy. But how many managerial jobs actually do prepare you for that? Then, because we keep yeah. pointing out the ones that don't. How many do? Yeah. Because you're right. This is like nowhere else. Yeah. So so if that's the case, on the basis that it's like nowhere else, and on the basis that Rangers have won their first title for ten years and are managed by Steven Gerrard and are going fantastically well in Europe at the same time, uh, and are ruthlessly efficient on and off the park, they have good people in all of the strongest positions at the club. 
the optics are very important then where Celtic are concerned. Yeah. And and I, I just do not see Chris Wilder capturing the imagination of the Celtic supporters who any day now will get the old season ticket renewal well, form out. Listen, whoever comes in, the, the bigger the name, the better for Celtic, you know, because I think the fans will take, mm. take that point on board that Hugh makes their gone. Mark said earlier on in the show that he says, oh, Jack Ross was potentially in the mix. Now, when you look at Chris Wells done, you know, to get Sheffield United after years of trying to get back into the top flight, last year he managed to get them up to ninth place, Gordon, which is a remarkable achievement. So if you're talking about what you're doing is, and you talk about optics, a new up-and-coming manager, with the greatest respect to Jack Ross, he's done a lot more than him. OK, I think we've got a full-time whistle at Dens Park. Fraser? Dundee 2, a broth nil, a good win for Dundee, a better second half performance and deserved win. The two goals came from Danny Mullen and Max Anderson, but a broth will rue a missed penalty in the first half. They should have been ahead on the 31st minute. Jason Thompson's filled in the box by Malachi Fagan Walcott. Michael McKenna stepped up and saw his weak side foot spot kick easily saved by goalkeeper Adam Legkins to his left. There were a few chances for Dundee in the first 45. Jason Cummings probably on the best one, blasted off from 12 yards just before the break. And the Dundee supporters, I'm sure, would have hoped for a better in the second half and they were they should have been a front in front four minutes into the half a loose ball fell to Danny Mullins 16 yards out in front of goal he blasted over it was a good chance but the striker did open the scoring in the 55th minute Paul McMullen did really well on the right hand side looks like the ball was running out to, for a goal kick but he managed to get the ball across to the back post downward header by Mullen into the back of the net despite Thomas O'Brien trying to clear bizarrely Mullen was subbed before they could restart with Charlie Adam on McMullen then pulled a shot wide from a good position inside right as Dundee seemed to relax and just play some nice stuff Charlie Adam dictating play they're getting into good positions but they couldn't put the game to bed and at 1-0 down and both were still in the game and they had a series of corners with about 15 minutes to go they experienced Bobby Lynn and Chris Doolan were thrown on but they couldn't get that chance of the equaliser and the game was finally out of their reach in the 83rd minute McMullen again involved on the right hand side his cross wasn't cleared and the ball broke to young midfield player Max Anderson who fired home from the penalty spot with his left foot Dundee into the playoff spots a couple of games in hand looking a better bet for the top four full time at Dens Park Dundee 2 are both nil Right full time whistles are starting to go Dunfermline is done as well Mark Guidi Full time Dunfermline 1 Morton nil, And Dunfermline now up to Second place on the table They leapfrog Wraith Rovers Thanks to the winning goal From Craig Whiten That came in the 42nd minute A beautiful cross From the left hand side And Whiten Was there from 7 yards out With a glancing header Low to Down uh, past McAdams On his left hand side That made up for the strikers Earlier penalty miss He missed a penalty In the 19th minute When Banks was brought down By McAdams Whiten stepped up bank uh, McAdam saved the penalty kick rebound came back out to White and he tried to dink it into net but it came off the crossbar and cleared to safety Dunfermline were comfortable they thoroughly deserved a win for Gus McPherson the new Morton manager some encouraging signs in the second half he did create one or two chances Aidan Nesbitt cleaned through probably should have hit the target that was wide of goal and then his goalkeeper McAdams had a brilliant save point blank to deny Scott Banks but a really good day for Stevie Crawford's men they are well in the mix now to finish in second spot full time at East End Park Dunfermline 1 Morton 0 Thank you very much to Mark Guidi I think that's the only one so far the only two full time whistles so let's do this Hugh while we get the chance The second half teaser with Monday Scottish Sun free goals pull out and all the reaction to the weekend's games
I have played alongside Stevie Nichol, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Benito Carboni. I have been managed by Dick Advocat and Frank Reichard. I helped my national team qualify for a World Cup but wasn't in the squad for the tournament. I came to Scotland as part of a swap deal which involved the UEFA Cup and Super Cup winner. Who am I? I am that well-known piece of rhyming slang. <laughs> Reggie Blinker Reggie Blinker Well done to Kevin Fraser You got the bronze medal Kevin Third fastest Chris P. Jer Was in second place But none of you As fast as F. Kickboxer Well done to you Mr. Kickboxer You're the winner Of the second half teaser Even quicker than Mark Wilson I think Not a chance Not a chance, chance. Not a chance. It was a swap deal That done that it for me That was a clue yeah. Is that because you've been involved in a few? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right let's go to Tyne Castle Let's finish there Roger Hannah. Yeah, Hart 2, United 0. Hart are just four wins from the Championship title and promotion back to the Premiership after they finally broke down some stubborn resistance from Air United. Arman Nanjuli headed home, Andy Irving's in, swinging free kick just 18 minutes from the end. After it looked like David Hopkins would earn a point in his first game in charge of the Honest Men, here goalkeeper Vujami Sinisalo produced some fine stops to keep the leaders at bay all that time, but eventually the Jambos extended their unbeaten run to eight games to move 15 points clear of Dunfermline at the top of the table. So Jamie Walker put a gloss in the win with a late second for Robbie Nielsen's champions elect, and this could go down as a crucial win in the second tier season for Hearts. Air might have been ahead as early as the sixth minute, left back Patrick Redding bombing forward and blazing a shot across. Craig Gordon's goal at the goalkeeper scrambling down to his left but just went the wrong side of the post it took Hearts quite a while just to get a grip in the game 21 minutes of piling on the pressure Andy Halliday had an effort saved by Sinny Sallow but neither Nanjuli nor Michael Smith could manage to knock the ball over the line in a goal mouth melee in 31 minutes Nanjuli again racing onto a pass from Irving but his angled shot in the right was pushed out by Sinny Sallow who was on an excellent game Straight from the corner, up was Craig Halkett. He got above the air defence, but just couldn't put his header on target. Also, Andy Halliday here a header from Irving's chip cross after 38 minutes, but it was held again by Sinny Salah, the young Finnish goalkeeper on loan from Aston Villa. Air had been forced back, but he did have a chance just before the break. Luke McCowan, a curling shot from 20 arms, took a wicked deflection and just flew wide of the junction of post and bar, much to the relief of Craig Gordon. But it was really hard stepping on the gas in the second half. A great save by Sinny Salah after 65 minutes to. Nine Angeli in the box. Two minutes later, substitute Walker scooped a shot over the bar with his first touch after the ball fell kindly to him in the box. Hearts were really putting air under the cosh, and then in 72 minutes, they finally got the breakthrough. Michael Moffat booked for a foul on the far side of Hearts' right. Irving swung it in with his left foot, and there was Nangeli inside the six yard box. A powerful header. Sinny Salo got a hand to it, but he couldn't keep it out, and the ball went in for 1 0 Hearts. Walker then flashed a shot across goal after 80 minutes, and a rare break at the other end. Gordon had to look smart to make a save at the near post from Cammy Smith but Hart's got a second goal probably deserved in the balance of play just five minutes from the end Walker rifling a shot into the roof of the net after the ball fell kindly to him and fellow substitute Gervain Castanier had an effort blocked in the box Hart's really worth cutting loose at this stage it could have had a third deep into injury time Sinisalo again making a save to deny Castanier big win this after a lot of hard work for Robbie Nielsen's team they're pushing very very close to an instant return to the top flight Hearts 2 Air United 0 a huge game with top 6 and relegation implications Andrew McLean has watched Livy and Hamilton it's done there 
Livingston 2, Hamilton won the full-time score at the Tony Macaroni Arena. David Martindale's side end their winless run and, more importantly, seal their place in the top six by getting all three points. It was a brilliant goal by J. Emmanuel Thomas to open the scoring. Nicky Devlin had the ball out on the right-hand side. It was a nice one-two with Marvin Bartley. He then found Emmanuel Thomas in the box. He flicked the ball up and fired it on the turn into the top corner. Fantastic strike for 1-0. Hamilton got their reply through another good strike. This one by Callum Smith, half an hour in. He cut in from the left-hand side around 25 yards out. A low shot that rifled into the bottom corner for the equaliser. Ultimately, it was a defensive mistake before half-time that cost Hamilton anything from this game. A cross came in from the right for Livingston. Lee Hodson couldn't sort his body out. Then re- the ball rebounded off him and bounced towards the Hamilton goal and there was Scott Pittman on hand just to tap it over the line and put Livingston in front. Hamilton nearly got an equaliser right before half-time. Bruce Anderson with a strike that was deflected just wide. Scott Martin in the second half played a brilliant through ball to Ross Callahan. He's in great goal-scoring form. He ran onto it. It was at an angle. He could only clip the ball just wide. And with a couple of minutes to go, Livingston nearly opened up a two-goal lead. A fantastic curling effort by Josh Millen from the corner of the box, which had Ryan Fulton beaten all ends up, but it came crashing off the bar. That wasn't to matter, though, because in the end, Livingston held on for a vital three points to seal their top half place. Meanwhile, Hamilton stayed just one point above Kilmarnock at the bottom of the table. The full-time score at the Tory Macaroni Arena is Livingston 2, Hamilton 1. Well done to Livy, secure their top six spot Dave Galloway has been watching Ross County against Hibs Full time Ross County 1 Hibs 2 The visitors should have opened the scoring in the first few minutes Yakoviti with a, a poor back pass Boyle pounced and cut the ball back for Cadden but he shot over the bar when a goal seemed certain Doig sent in a great ball from the left it flashed right across the goal mouth but found no takers and Doig wasn't far away with a curler from long range that went over the bar For all the pressure and possession though County keeper Laidlaw didn't have much to do County battling hard in that first half to contain Hibs. They defended well, but created little going forward. However, they took the lead five minutes into the second half, Mackay volleying home from about two yards after White headed on a long ball. Two minutes later, Hibs equalised from the penalty spot. The Boyle went down under Yakoviti's challenge, then coolly slotted the ball in. County came close to going back in front with Watson's drive, brilliantly saved by Marciano, and White couldn't capitalise. It was 2-1 Hibs on the hour, though. Uh, Boyle and Gogic forcing fine saves from Laidlaw, but he was powerless to prevent Nisbet scoring at the back post after Hanlon's setup. White almost equalised for the host, hitting the post with a header after a free kick as the game swung from end to end. A really entertaining, hard-fought second half in particular. But here in Dingwall, it's ended. Ross County 1, Hibs 2. Big results all across the table in those games. Knock-on effects, obviously the title is done, but elsewhere... Um, Hamilton and Ross County not managing to take advantage Hugh not managing to gain um, any ground and uh, Livy securing their top six place Looking at the last uh, fixtures before the split St Johnston uh, have Ross County at home so there's a difficult afternoon for Ross County Kilmarnock are at home but against Motherwell who are going well under Graham Alexander so it's another demanding test and the Ackies at home to St Mirren so Going into the, the 33rd game of the league season Big afternoon coming up for those clubs Yeah it will be um, I think they, obviously the both of them will be disappointed That they've got nothing from today Particularly John Hughes When he went ahead in that game He may have thought there's a glimmer of hope We might even get out of here with a point Once Hibs uh, brought it back with a penalty kick So it's as you were at the at the bottom 
And Tommy Wright will sit back this evening And be quite pleased with that But they've still got a lot of tough games And as Hugh says Motherwell went there a couple of weeks ago And won 1-0 And that'll be fresh in his memory Yeah for me as well I think that's um, Hibs Taking their big strides towards that third place finish That Jack Ross would have been looking for Gordon so That's now six points I said So that's a big bonus And I think uh, Kamala can breathe a little bit easier tonight On the back of the two teams directly above them Not picking up any points Okay now it's over to you 0141-951-1025 The lines are open So let's hear from you What is on your mind tonight Were your team in action today? If so, what did you make of it? What did you make of the performance? What did you make of the result? If you've got lingering thoughts from Thursday night I'm sure you do, Rangers fans Get in touch What did you make of it? How does that set you up? Are you now confident of going through? Or did you see something to fear in Slavia Prague? I doubt we'll get through the next hour If we're going to talk about that game Without mentioning Alan McGregor That save How good was it? How does it compare to other saves? How does he compare... To other goalkeepers Celtic fans No football for you This weekend But in many ways You're interested In what's happening Off the field at the moment Manager Director of football Scott Brown Will he be tempted away To become a player coach At Aberdeen Let us know James Tavernier Has issued a stay at home Message to the Rangers fans Today as well So there's lots to get through Step up to the plate And let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Let's hear from you on the phones then. We're here for another hour, here until six o'clock with Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray. What have you got on your mind? Did your team play today? Was it good, bad, somewhere in the middle? Let us know. And of course, with most Premiership teams not in action today. Maybe you've got something else on your mind Rangers fans, what about Europe? What about Alan McGregor? What about next week's return leg? Celtic fans, uh, what about Scott Brown? What about these links with Aberdeen? What about the managerial situation? And of course, uh, both clubs waiting to see If that game, the meeting between them Will go ahead next weekend So whatever you've got for us Let us know 01419511025 Five um, In the Premiership today It finished Livingston 2 Hamilton 1 Ross County 1 Hibs 2 um, What that means is In the table At the bottom Kilmarnock bottom On 25 points They've now all played The same amount Hamilton 1 point better off On 26 Then Ross County On 29 So very interesting Down there Livingston beat um, Hamilton like we said Which secures their Top 6 spot Ross County 1 Hibs 2 That other game In the Championship Queen of the South 2 Alloa 3 Dundee 2 or Broth 0 Hearts 2 Air United 0 And Dunfermline 1 Morton 0 Not too much to tell you about In the English Premier League Two full-time results Leeds 0 Chelsea 0 And Crystal Palace 1 West Brom 0 Let's hear from you 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Hugh Evans. Yeah, the famous Eddie Howe is on uh, television there I'm looking at him uh, Linked with that Celtic job As is Chris Wilder All manner of names in there uh, I wonder how the Celtic fans feel about that Or has the name that they most want to hear Not yet come up uh, Big, big summer for Celtic Because Rangers are organised in every way And Rangers will look to bank some champions League money and strengthen even further uh, Celtic will need to assimilate a new manager A chief exec And a director of football And possibly lose their captain into the bargain Possibly So an amazing summer coming up for Celtic They have to rebuild properly or else And a big day today Mark Wilson for well various parts of the table Not the 
the top of course But a few interesting um, scores still to be settled Yeah there certainly is And what's interesting is We, we get a, a clearer overall picture Where everyone played the same amount of games That has been the issue this season Where people say as well There's games in hand And oh we'll get six points from here There and the next thing Everyone's played the same amount of games Tommy Wright is the winner this afternoon Because when Ross County went 1-0 up He must have thought, well, here we go, it's a bad afternoon When Hamilton pegged back Livy He must have thought, oh, it's looking even worse But it's turned out not too bad an afternoon for Kilmarnock But they need to get their act together when they play next week The relegations most certainly come out of the three Gordon Kilmarnock, Ackies and Ross County There's too big a gap to Motherwell, your team So... Uh... As I said, the M3 But there's still a few options up above as well To try and nick that last European spot uh, What about Thursday night, Alex? It's the first time yeah. we've been joined by you I wonder, because last night's phone was were so busy I wonder if the Rangers fans um, uh, Who've still got thoughts on that Or couldn't get through last night Might want to get in, in touch And let us know what they made of that game It was a terrific tie, Gordon You have to say The one thing that struck me about Slavia Was that how aggressive they were They were physically strong Plenty of running power And a real threat really Throughout the course of the game uh, I thought Rangers... And it's interesting, Mark can talk for experience here as well. When you win a title, the actual emotion afterwards, it's almost as if you're drained because you're chasing, you're constantly on the front foot. And then all of a sudden you go over the line and then you have to raise their game against again against like a very good team. I think you have to go back to 2019 was the last time, I think it was Inter Milan beat uh, Slavia on that ground. So they've got a terrific home record. They're undefeated domestically as well, that team. So I think it's finally poised I think Rangers galvanised herself in the second half And looked a lot more like we'd seen in recent times uh, And I just wonder This week's rest Will it do them the world of good Coming back to Ibrox Because you have to say Rangers uh, home form this, this season Has been impeccable really And Mark Wilson We were in the studio I, I say we, we witnessed it live Just the same as everybody else did on, on TV So um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't quite But to be on the show at the time When that save went in I feel like we'll remember that for a while Because we were all sort of Kind of looking at each other is almost looking for that acknowledgement. Was that a good, as good a save as I thought yeah, it was? And you yeah. can see the three of us kind of looking. Well, I, I thought it was in. We Me we too. were we were in a in a break at the time, and I shouted go because I thought it was beyond them. It was remarkable when you see actually the still pictures of it as well to see him pull it back with his, his pinky, pinky uh, is remarkable. It's right up there with top saves, and it sparked a debate in today's newspapers. The greatest save you've ever seen. That's how good it is. People. Are looking at it as the greatest save they've they, they've seen, and McGregor just keeps churning out performances for Rangers, and it's you know it's no coincidence when you look at Rangers defensively this season, the lack of goals have conceded. Yes, the back four have been outstanding, but when you've got a keeper like him behind you, it's always going to be the result. In terms of the the Europa League, I think Rangers' chances, I said Thursday, have got to be taken serious, uh, getting to the final of this competition, because. For me, if you look at this 1-11 Rangers team I think it's better than the, the team that got to the UEFA Cup final in Manchester I really do And I think the success that they've built How strong they are at the back That just rolls over week on week And I think if you're Steven Gerrard Again, reading that today He said he dares to dream I don't think it's an unrealistic possibility of them going far I can't let that one go Rangers fans Without asking what you think Mark Wilson says this team's better than the Manchester team 2008 Alex Oh, Listen sorry just before we go there Gordon I have to say the save was incredible And as Mark said there When you have a goalkeeper of that When you do get breached The importance of the big saves It really just generates confidence Throughout the, the whole squad Gordon if, uh, I think the week's rest Will most certainly help Rangers I'm not saying this tie is done I think it's very much in the balance 
when you get to the quarterfinals, and I think it was something along the lines of the previous game's mark, it was something like 33 goals scored, and there was only a couple of goals conceded within that, that period gone. So they're scoring goals consistently. That's the 42nd game in the bounce mark where Rangers have scored goals. So they're scoring goals, decent defensive record. And if they get through, I think they would have to play a different type of game. I don't think you can go end to end as you go into the later stages. I think you'd have to kind of box clever and different tactics, but you never know. Hugh, you've been here a long old time. You don't oh. need me to tell you. And Alan McGregor's save, is it one that will... Does it deserve to be in those conversations oh, that people are having about you know best ever and so on? Yeah, um, the the one thing that troubles me about that type of argument it lacks all objectivity. Those who do not support Rangers will say, "Oh, Gordon Banks' save was better," or "Stumler's save was better." Those who support Rangers say, "No, no, it was a better save than Banks." I'm trying to look at the moment in isolation. Yeah, but to be fair, those Rangers fans might be holding up against other saves that. That he's, he's made. made Or that yeah, Andy yeah, Gorham's yeah. made Or yeah, whatever I, I don't mind If they're comparing Alan McGregor saves With Alan McGregor saves But it just gets messy when, they, when it lacks The objectivity I do agree With Mark Wilson That uh, I I look at Tottenham They would be An obvious impediment With the way Harry Kane is playing uh, Gareth Bale Coming back to form For them uh, mm. I look at Arsenal Who the Very good result In Greece uh, they're not having a great season domestically, anything, but they're absolutely mediocre domestically. But they keep on going in Europe. Ajax, three goal winners midweek. You know, there are very good teams mm. in there. Villarreal, managed by Unai Emery, who used to be Arsenal. So there's opposition okay. there. But I think Rangers could go all the way but to the final. Don't show your hand too much, because I feel like the couple of calls coming up are going to test that theory um, either way. So let's bring in Sean, who's a Rangers fan. Hi, Sean. Yeah, well, see what young Luke Evans and young Mark Wilson says Rangers could get to the final row boys. I actually think it could happen because I've got them on my bet, 16 to 1, the bet 365, and I believe Rangers could actually win the row league this year. Well, I mean, other betting companies are available. <laughs> um, I mean, Sean, that, when it, some of the opposition that's left, what gives you the confidence? I'm not saying they can't, but you would concede that there's a lot of tough opposition left, surely. Well, Man United, they'll get beat next week by AC Milan. AC Milan will um, dominate them next week, so they'll be out. Right. I, I would actually think it could be a Rangers and Spurs final with Jose Mourinho and Gerrard. Yeah, no, I mean, they might, they might get each other, Alex. It's a fun conversation. Yeah. Mark was kind of thrown out there as, you know, he wouldn't be surprised. But in terms of actually predicting it, it's so tough when you don't know the draw. Yeah, of course, Gordon. And there's so many good teams still remaining in the competition. You by know. the way, Rangers need to get past Slavia Prague as well. Yeah, th- th- there is, Gordon. And, and uh, you can only take it in what you're actually watching at this current time. I think when you look at C- Rangers' season overall, which would, would suggest, you know, you look at some of the, the top to group for the first time. Uh, in the group stages They scored record goals So when you look at all this It gives you Hope if you're a Rangers fan That you can progress I, I think this was a favourable draw I think there was a lot worse mm. uh, In the last 16 And if they can get through this Gordon Again It's just about how you negotiate The next one Because I don't think you can go uh, Gung-ho against certain teams I think you'd have to be More pragmatic A wee bit more defensive And then use your front three yeah. As a more counter-attacking Rather Because I think at the moment Rangers are just taking teams on Like for like But the quality increases all the while. What did you make of the other night then, Sean? Because there's, I mean, there's still work to do in this tie, is there not? Well, the first half was um, very poor, but the second half I, I thought um, was a lot better. And see, McGregor save it, uh, the last save, that was up there with the likes of Buffon, uh, goalkeeper, and uh, mm. Marquez. That was world class. That's probably the best save 
a Rangers goalkeeper's ever done. Well, interesting because he's got his own competition, Hugh, and this takes all your. You know your kind of fears about team bias or whatever out of it because Jamie says it's his sec it's the second best save because the first was McGregor's against Werder Bremen, and Alex you'll have seen clips of that reemerging. Oh, oh you you remember I, it anyway. I'll, but be, I'll be honest with you, gone for me the one that the, the Thursday night was better. Really? Oh no, without based doubt. on what then? Well, Describe well, it to I'm me. I'm going to be honest with you because I think the one. Uh, and the Werder Bremen game Was kind of closer to him oh, Whereas he had was, to, a, was it not a fully bloodied shot no, no, From I get it, a couple of yards But the thing is It's kind of the air It's a reactive one But he's had to spring across there And see so, Mark See as soon as you see that header I was waiting for the ball To come back out You know I, I thought that's that's 100% in Because it didn't look right to me Because he managed to clutch it as well You know And he managed yeah. to keep hold of it I thought I thought it was an incredible save And he's also what 13 years older or whatever does that, does that come into it? Of course it does <laughs> Does that make it better? Do, do you know what's interesting Me and Hugh can testify to this So when you're Mid-twenties As opposed to Just about to touch 40 We can testify That rigor mortis Starts setting in For guys your age And I mean It would be unfair of me To suggest it But I mean I've seen other people I would never do it But I've seen other people Suggest that Hugh To do it at 39 When you've maybe had A, a lively weekend as well yeah. Does that, yeah, does yeah, that yeah, go yeah. in your favour Even further? <laughs> do you know what I'm thinking about Um Alan McGregor and how he was after the Hamilton Ackies game and I think he'd be annoyed by this conversation because you said it yourself there's still work to be done yep. in this yeah, tie and that, that save will amount to the square root of hee-haw if Rangers don't get past Slavia Prague and into the next round of the competition and that's that's the harsh reality of football mm. uh, Thank you to Sean let's bring in John who's also a Rangers fan Hi John how you doing? I think Mark's been drinking the same as the Rangers team on Thursday night. Still in mm. a drink. He's you know what I mean? He's going to the final. Bit early for him. I celebrating cereal to ten in a row. <laughs> Drowning his <laughs> sorrows, John. Uh, I think so. Listen, that is the best save you'll ever see. I don't care what MD says. In the ninetieth minute, it was basically near enough the last kick of the ball. And you look at it, it wasn't even close to the line. Goal technology shouldn't have even come into it. It was that close And if you look at it It was a pinky If you look at the ball When he got it He's pinky Or his two fingers Caught it And he held a hold of it So There's no argument about it It's oh. a world class save Oh well I'll just end the and show I, here then eh That's it John's decided No <laughs> argument <laughs> no, one over. Has, no one was arguing That it, it, it was anything yeah. other than Jamie, A fantastic save Jamie said Werder Bremen one was better John you're not having that No I'm not having it at all No And I'm 55 And I, I can assure you I've never I've seen all the saves over the seasons and that is just the ninetieth minute. And he wasn't even switched on for the first half hour. What about Gorham against Van Hoydonk? Straight at him. See if I was to say that, Hugh. See if I was to, or you were to say, ah, But John's a Rangers fan, so he can throw these things about. I, I, I really, I really think you know. I have to go back to it. <laughs> Alan McGregor, if he was a guest in the studio, would be insisting that we stop this conversation. Well, tough. He's not. I'm here, and we get to do, we get to have these fun discussions if we want. It's fine. He won't. I mind. thought his post match uh, was brilliant. Huh? Happy days. <laughs> stick the hand out and hope yeah, for the hope best, for the best uh, John uh, is, let's go back to it what, what's Mark Wilson done wrong I can't remember I mean loads of things but what tonight Mark Wilson's seen this team this team's going to go to all the way and it's a better team listen uh, John I say we'll never know. Be surprised it's a different era it's a different era yeah. different era different times but it, please do not write this lag of bag team off please I'm sick of you saying we can do this and do that they beat Leicester City 2 9 at home. And I told you the last time I was on the show, the two goals that they scored were outstanding. 
So please, I told you it's a bit of fun for us. This is a bit of fun for us. John, I said it was in. The, John, John, I said it was in the balance. I think anybody associated. I've not heard anyone write Slavia Prague. No, and I don't think you can. I think the the performance in the first half in particular were really impressive, really powerful team. And I seen the game as well against Leicester. Uh, the boy Seema's second goal was absolutely sensational. Uh, he had a quiet game the other night for me, Mark, and he he he's got the potential to be a match winner. Yeah, they're a good side. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not writing them off. What I'm basing You're also my not saying Rangers are go- going I, to I win know, the Europa I, League. No, I said there's. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because Alex touching it. When you take into what they've done this season in Europe, never mind the the league uh, and domestic stuff in Europe, what they've done this season. And if you put on the back of that last season's excerpts in Europe as well, where they come up against a very good Bayer Leverkusen side, you pair them together, and you've got to say they've come up against big teams, they've negotiated games. That game against Slavia Prague, Gordon, we watched it 25 minutes, it looked like Rangers were run ragged, but they steadied the ship, and they almost find a way this season. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised if they took care of business, and then... You're down to the last eight And who knows what can happen from there on in You could focus as well Gordon I think one of the key things It's not as if you're coming back domestically Mark And you're looking at league games Can we rest some yeah. players And then you yeah. can All your eyes go into this basket That sometimes suited Rangers though Didn't it? That sort of Thursday-Sunday momentum yeah. conference so. Yeah but the good thing about that as well Gordon It allows you more time to actually Kind of rest, mm. prepare You know Because I, I would imagine the players Have got a couple of days off On the back of that Well Mark Wilson's got more faith In this Rangers team than John and Paisley yeah. that, That's what I'm taking from this So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you John Let's bring in Alex Who's calling in from Canada tonight Hi Alex Hey guys how you doing? All Everybody keep safe All you, safe Alex. here Alex How are you? Are you well? I were doing well. Good man. You know, just on the, you know, it's, what more can you say about Alan McGregor? Surely you guys must think he must be player of the year by now. You know, I mean, that, that what I saved that was the other night. There's no more ex players, ex, no more words no more praise. About it really, you know, um, other than. I think the, uh, the player of the year debate is uh, going to keep raging on here. I, I, I did say to you earlier in the program, Gordon. You know, there's a heavy groundswell of opinion now that he is the player of the year. Uh, it's funny the kind of season that Rangers have had uh, with Alec. I think he said was it forty-two games in a row in which they've scored. I think so. Yeah. In all competitions, uh, they've only lost nine goals in terms of the Domestic. the Premiership. Um, It'd be slightly unusual to my way of thinking for the goalkeeper to be the player of the year under those circumstances. Mm. However, I am now finding myself, I think, in a minority and not the majority because it seems to be a growing campaign for Alan Mm. McGregor. I mean, I don't know if I'm splitting hairs here. If he's going to be the Premiership Player of the Year... Are you really meant to consider what he the did European in Europe? Stuff, not, Probably not, 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 but then it's human nature. Can you can you guarantee that that won't happen? God, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, he's a big Celtic man, and he says, see the save that he produced against Celtic in uh, January 2nd? Griffiths he says it was one. absolutely frightening. So he has that capabilities. The amount of times you see him in a 1v1 situation where he manages to pull off big saves, uh, I think one of the key things for Rangers going forward is you need to get this guy tied down sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, you'd agree with that, Alex, I take it, for the future? Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's, a, it's a tough call, but we've got to get him tied down here. Contract for a couple of years. I think he's still got a couple of years left in him. You know what I mean? Not just one year. You know, he looks after himself well. You know what I mean? There's not a pick on him for the age he is. You know, and like guys were saying, I mean, he didn't even move his feet for that save. You know what I mean? It was pure spring. You know what I mean? And then clawing it back like that. You what, know what do you think his appetite will be, Alex? Because Stephen Gerrard's been clear about this. The ball isn't his court. Of course, Rangers want him to. Um, on one hand, you might say, well, you know, won the league 
go out on a high on the other not do, a do, chance do you want a crack at the Champions League Alex how uh, do you think he'll feel I think he wants a crack at the Champions League you know what I mean I think he's had, he's had a taste you know what I mean and he's still got the appetite for it you know what I mean and the Rangers fans love him you know and we, we need him we, you know that that's the, the, the God's honest truth we really need him you know what I mean especially on Thursday night because I don't see this as an easy tie at all I really think Rangers could be yeah. in trouble here you know I, I know it's a good result away but we really didn't play well and that team really pushed us hard and I think that's the hardest mm. we've been pushed in a long time uh, Alex I know you won't mind me stopping you because this is very important some really really important news coming out of Rangers this evening and uh, that's to confirm that Walter Smith has had an operation on Monday and he's currently recovering in hospital his family have requested privacy at this time That is the statement Hugh Keevans Yeah I almost don't really want to mention The fact that there's been A lot of social media speculation Over the last couple of days Lots of people are tweeting And asking Everyone's Been aware of that I think And, and text messages And all the rest of it Which is wholly inappropriate That's why Yeah I will not mention Anything like that Until you get official confirmation Either way from Rangers And they're confirming tonight Walter Smith has had an operation on Monday He's currently recovering in hospital And his family have requested privacy at this time I have had the pleasure of meeting Ethel On many occasions Uh, She's a wonderful lady Uh, I can only imagine what she And their boys have been going through In recent days Uh, I can only offer Every bit of support I can for Walter, he is a magnificent man. It has been an absolute privilege knowing him over the decades. He is legendary in terms of Rangers, and every Rangers supporting man, woman, and child will be the same as uh, me and everyone in the studio tonight rooting for Walter. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we've obviously heard some of this stuff that's floated about, Gordon. But I'm pleased that Rangers come out and clarified that tonight, and we wish him a speedy. Because it's like Hugh said, I know Ethel, I know the boys. Uh, be a difficult time for the moment. I just hope a real speedy recovery. Yeah, get well soon from everyone here at Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Alex in New Brunswick, Canada. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's a great time to call. You could be up next. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Alex Ray, and Mark Wilson are in the studio. It's 0141-951-1025 to join in. Just want to recap some news we brought you just before the break. Very important news. A statement from Rangers tonight confirming that Walter Smith has had an operation on Monday and he is currently recovering in hospital the family are requesting some privacy at this time so hopefully um, he is on the mend we wish him a speedy recovery Um, on the subject of Alan McGregor which came up previously on Twitter um, Maximus says that Theo Snelders was once player of the year so it should definitely be McGregor Uh, but Del Trotter um, not that one uh, says McGregor is not the player of the year McLaughlin kept 10 clean sheets before him some top class saves but our defence has protected the keeper a lot Tavernier or Goldson says Del Trotter uh, alright let's bring mm. in Stephen who's a Celtic fan in Johnston tonight hi Stephen how you doing Gordon alright oh good what's your point I heard uh, Tavernier uh, James Tavernier coming earlier on he's requesting obviously the, for the fans to state him um, after, uh, for the old firm and then you came out and said maybe uh, Scott Brown should do the same. Me personally, um, especially after this season, there's still been a million years even if they win it. Why would we want to go after an old firm, win, lose or draw? It's, it'd be crazy, wouldn't it? 
All right, so you're saying that you know, as a Celtic fan, you have abs- you've got no urge to to go out next week or anything like that. No, 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 no. It'd be embarrassing to even leave the house. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, Stephen, but I think is it not just about a joint approach? You know, because there's been these meetings. That, bear in mind, this is the government that's that's bringing a lot of this stuff up. Government, police, council, and saying right, both Celtic and Rangers, you're both involved. You both put out the message. There's nothing really wrong with that, is there? I, I, but utterly, uh, it's utterly crazy they've got. Let's see, it's utterly crazy they've got to do it in the first place, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but if you want to take both clubs, you, last week we needed it because George Square was a bit of a mess and. Previously Outside Celtic Park That was a bit of a mess When Celtic fans Weren't happy At the way things were going So I'm not saying It's going to change anything But you can understand Just trying to get The message out there Aye, but I like I like Well that If you've got time If anybody wants to come on And say Why why on earth Would you want to go out And mm. if you're a Celtic fan What have you got To go out and Gather for <laughs> You know what I mean yeah, t- t- To be fair Hugh if, if other Celtic fans Adopt that mindset Brilliant because yeah. you know, hopefully everyone thinks I, that. I think I can shed some light on it for Stephen's benefit. I'm, I'm, I'm hazarding, I guess, here that Stephen doesn't do social media. But if you do social media, uh, and indeed as Police Scotland monitor social media, uh, they would be aware of uh, messages going about that some Celtic fans uh, should gather at Celtic Park. And I think yesterday's meeting was partly in response to that social media messaging uh, and it's a concern on the part of the uh, police Scotland mm. and the Scottish government and that's why uh, Celtic have been brought into this and uh, that's why I said that all help greatly received if James Tavernier does it then a Celtic player should do it as well then uh, well here is what James Tavernier said Rangers official media channels put this out earlier I think it's worth us replaying it just to do our bit and try and get the message out there Hi everyone, I want to send a message for all Rangers fans. Thank you for your support over the last week. We have another huge week ahead, a second leg on Thursday, then at all firm at Parkhead on Sunday. As captain of Rangers, it's a huge honour and privilege to represent the best fans in the world. I want to highlight how important it is for you all to stay at home next weekend. Please don't gather in crowds, especially near either stadium or the city centre. We want nothing more than to have you with us next Sunday but we know you are right behind us. The best place to support us is from home. Stay home, stay safe. I know the way the relationship is between the sets of fans, Alex and Mark, and because I see it every night on these phones and on Twitter, was it Mark Guidi said earlier, he doesn't feel like the working relationship at kind of boardroom level or whatever is particularly great at the moment either. Fine. We cannot be asking much though that during a global pandemic they come together with a joint yeah. approach to get the messaging out there. James Tavernier's done his bit today. I don't know who'll join in with that, but that that can't be a big ask. Not at all. And I would expect Celtic to come out with a similar uh, statement. I think it'll be pretty much across the board for for all the parties, the police, the government and both clubs because uh, the thought of not having the remaining games of this season uh, doesn't bear thinking about Gordon and for me it's just about putting out that message throughout the course of the week and regardless of what's on social media try and adhere to the rules that's actually set in place by the government Yeah I'd have to agree with that it's a pretty simple thing to do for the clubs to come together and, and put things aside for this one cause um, and again I, I think it just gets to the supporters more if it's your figurehead the guy that you you pay the guy that you want to watch every week the guy who you look up to your hero your captain 
I think that mm. strikes a chord better than just a statement. Rangers have did it with our captain. Maybe there will be more from Rangers as well, but I think Celtic certainly have to follow suit. I'll ask you about stuff on the pitch if you don't mind, Stephen. Just while we've got you, how are you? How are you feeling at the moment? What's what's dominating your thought? Is it about the manager? What do you make of this stuff with Scott Brown potentially going to Aberdeen? Discussing this right um, for me, Ken, uh, John Kennedy is a no-no, um, and, and I'll tell you. For, I'll tell you why. We ask each other. We, we talk about it. Well, all right, what's this, what, what's happening? If he, he's been there since Ronnie Dyler, right? Um, Ex-defender. Is, can can anybody clarify this? Is he a def, the defensive coach there? No. Well, that, but, so is he standing in the training pitch watching a bit of coaching? And the def, is he not got a wee bit of say, a wee bit of input in the defensive side? Clearly he's no. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll have a bit of input, but I mean, Stephen, it's worth bearing in mind <laughs> I, this question comes up all the time. Managers, players, coaches, if they played the game, they will have played just one position. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that that's yeah. all, we, all they do. Expertise is we that, have established yeah. that Stephen doesn't want John Kennedy. So could Stephen tell us who he does no, want? Hold on, we'll deal with that one bit at a time. He's 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 telling us why he doesn't want John Kennedy. And we're back to this, Mark. Is he the defensive coach? Does he have the input? I'm amazed at the amount of people, and we've heard it in this show, that think that's the way football works. Now they may pay their season tickets. They watch it on TV, Scottish games, English games. And every coach that sits on the bench that's a defender is not a defensive coach. Every coach who used to be a striker or a winger does not just coach strikers and wingers. It just amazes me the amount of people that think this. Matt, there is, actually, the there is actual coaching roles that are specific to uh, certain areas, but John Kenny doesn't come under that role. You look at the boy, uh, Russ, is it Russell, who was, uh, does the England? Is Alan Russell, who we're talking about going to Aberdeen. Absolutely. So there is guys that do that. And then you have but they're very specialised. No, that, that's a key word, Gordon, because they're specialised in certain areas. When you're looking at John Kennedy, he will have striking uh, striker movement, crossing, defending, midfield runners, supporting the back line, and so forth. So they'll have a a wide ranging set of skills. I mean, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a top coach or a top manager. Or, or any coach or any man, you need to know all the positions. You need to Absolutely. know how to coach them. Yeah, but, but without doubt. And I think, that, but I think with the bigger problem for me with John Kennedy is that he has been there for a, a period of time. Yeah. I think it, uh, most Celtic fans are looking for a, cl- a clean slate. Yeah. Who do you want then, Stephen? Rafa. What? But it's going to be, Rafa Benitez. But it's going to be it would be costly if it was to leave. Uh, obviously, uh, Rafa or uh, Roberto. Both bold yeah. names. Both big suggestions. Neither feasible Definitely not I don't think so mm. Well funnily enough David McFarlane What about this for a tweet uh, You know it's, uh, like, Is someone taking the mickey Over <laughs> me here David McFarlane says The only reason I'm allowed to phone in on Is because my wife thinks That Shinjuku Shog Hugh Evans Is the coolest guy On the planet <laughs> Keep up the good work Hugh the coolest guy coolest you, uh, yeah. That's definitely incorrect So you had a few refreshments David He asked me how he turned off Predictive text earlier On his Nokia oh, She means guy. Cool of demeanour That's what she means Right okay Thanks to David uh, Thanks to Stephen and Johnson On the line as well I'm not sure if this is a first But it, it it's near It's there or thereabouts And I love it when this happens Something new Ali is on the line from Erskine And he's a Ross County fan I oh, can't remember welcome, many Ali. Phoning in in our weird wee corner of this country Ali, it's a delight to have you What's on your mind? Uh, John Beaton is on my mind, quite frankly mm-hmm. uh, Last week I had a shocker, obviously I think he's let Morelis' pass Can it influence his decision? 
uh, something similar has happened this week because he's blown the whistle straight away when it was a blatant dive. I think last week's decision is once again influenced this week's decision. Uh, and for a top referee to be letting stuff like that make a difference in a game is kind of speaks for the state state of Scottish football. Right. Okay. So the penalty you're talking about the penalty that Hibbs did get. Martin Boyle, why? Not only the penalty, but he's made two other dives while yep. being on a yellow card, and yeah. he's no one in his pocket. I've got to agree with your your second point there, Ali. He did have a couple other oh, dives. Ridiculous. One one blatant that if he yeah, I'll take your word for it. He was on a yellow card at the time. Would have led to a second for the penalty. Um, like I do think there was a common together. I do think Martin Boyle did go down extremely. Easy, it's a I think he knew. Uh, no, sorry, the, 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 penalty, no, the I think there could out. be a slight contact there, but but you it, don't think it was a penalty, do you? I don't. No, I I I think there's a, a definitely contact, Gordon. But is there enough to go down in the manner which he goes down, Willow? I I, I think soft. he's a player who do, we looked at one in the corner flag as well, Willow, where yeah. he, he, he slight contact and throws himself to the mm. ground. I think John Beaton most certainly got that that he was looking for a penalty boil, but a, a blatant dive, Hugh. <laughs> We'll always preface this stuff by saying referees do have a tough job So we uh-huh. do have sympathy for them We don't have VAR um, But once the, once the heat starts to crank up you know, And you become in, in the, the headlines as John Beaton was for uh-huh. Alfredo Morelos People are going to look a bit closer Ali's a Ross County fan and he's saying That last week, now this And it ends up kind of building well, up is, is that unfair? Or, yeah. or, or do refs need more accountability if they're making a string of mistakes? It, you know, the, the caller is arriving at the conclusion that this Speaks for a poor standard And to be absolutely brutally fair The standard this season has been nowhere near good enough um, But what John Beaton did in the, the Livingston Rangers game Has no bearing on what he did today I thought that the penalty given to Hibbs was soft uh, I just didn't believe that uh, the mm. Ross County player Had deliberately brought down Boyle so I think it's very uh, unfortunate for Ross County uh, And I think Boyle thereafter was living dangerously um, But I prefer to take uh, While taking the point that the standard is poor I prefer to take it game by game And not mm. say Oh because he did that with Morelos He did that today mm. and so on and so forth That's not that's not accurate Hang on the line Ali Here's what John Hughes had to say First half it was all hips. We were hanging on there, hanging on there. We never laid a glove on them first half, which was disappointing. But I say to them at half time, there's a real sort of confidence that um, I've just got there. I don't know what's in the water. We're solid and a solid shape. The foot being great. Um, and I say at half time, being in football a long time, no matter what happens, you stick together, you stick in, even if we're under the cosh, and you always got a chance. And when the chance falls to Billy Mackay, it's back of the net. Problem after that, long before me and you, as goes on in football, you go and celebrate it and you leave yourself vulnerable. I don't know what happens. I've seen it so many times in football that you go away, I don't know if it is you, and then you switch off. Saying that, to switch off and lose it the way we lost it, I felt Boyle played for the penalty, I felt he went into him. Uh, last time I seen a dive like that, the boy had speedos on, and I was expecting better for John Beaton to see that, knowing. Uh, what was up You know we expect better than that You need to see it That's what you get paid for You need to see it So if it wasn't a dive And wasn't a slip You need to see it So It just seems uh, Up at Ross County It just seems uh, Easy season To give penalties If you've seen the one against uh, St Murn uh, It was never a penalty And that one there 
no for me, but I'm going to say that. We just need to keep a clean sheet. That's what, keep a clean sheet, no matter how we do it, keep a clean sheet. And um, so that's what we'll be working towards. Last time I saw a dive like that, the guy had speedos on, says your manager, Ali. Aye, no, he's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'd just like to make a point. Uh, obviously, VAR would be too complicated for the Scottish game, but why not bring in fifth and sixth officials for the bylines the way they used to have it before VAR was in the big leagues? It'd help. That didn't work either Did it though When we tried it out It it seems like more people to blame Rather than more people to get decisions Doesn't it Yeah You remember instances In the semi-finals And things at Hamden Where we had officials behind the goal And blatant decisions Uh, They still missed I remember that one We spoke about that A couple of times Uh, on the show Didn't we Yeah flagged up a few times But again It's proven Not to be the solution But today I think John Hughes Hit the nail on the head I think Boyle Knew exactly what he was doing He was goal side Of Yakovite and he went down soft And it's a sore one for Ali Because at that time Ross County hold on for five minutes That wee spell You never know mm. It could have been a, a, a different outcome Quickly Ali If you don't mind Because we're a bit short on time Are you staying up? Uh, yes we are There we go Like the conference Ali Ross County fan from Erskine Thomas is a Celtic fan He's coming up next After they play You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Evans, Alex Ray and Mark Wilson are here There's still time to get your calls in But there's something Hugh You talk about football and referees and league tables There's something much more important than that That I feel we need to discuss with Mark Wilson right? Oh. Because Yes The producer has just been running around <sighs> And I saw him come in and give something to Mark Wilson And I thought, what's going on here? So, first of all, he's treating the producer like a slave Getting him to do his own private stuff Um, And the reason for it being is that Mark had asked producer Callum To print out his bevy bingo cards um, For later Because Mark is playing bevy bingo Nothing This evening, do you want to defend that? Nothing gets overlooked in this show, Hugh I I try to... Quietly say to Calm Nicely Not as a slave Would you Would you Print these off Do you mind printing these off uh, And he did And pr- Yeah I gave him a bingo Yeah a couple of pals On, on the old Zoom Yeah There's a, about 30 odds in, Wow 30 odds And and my friend Chris He organises it Done it before in the past And you go away Pure couple wrong roll Couple of quid in Hugh this guy yeah, he's, yeah. he's a party animal Yeah ah, Can't it be that It'll be a good night I'll send you a picture later Are you much of a bingo goer Hugh Keevens no. I don't mean to generalise Against all over 70s No, uh, no Mrs Keevens She dabbled No I don't no. care for it No But if it's a baby bingo Then uh, I could get you a password If you want Hugh To join in I That's what Kieran Lee said Last <laughs> week as well <laughs> Not that kind of password He Hugh. was going to send Hugh A password Um <laughs> Bevy bingo I mean well obviously not for you Alex No kids John for me That no, would be no, wasted no, no, no. I've got a line Never mind the bingo If I start I'll finish next Tuesday That would be wasted um, I mean there's two key parts here You, you don't bevy and you don't bingo So uh, <laughs> right, we'll keep that one well away from you um, uh, I went for it Gordon Have Go- fun Do you know what fair play to you On the simple reason is I cannot think of anything worse than Zoom socialising again uh, I am done with Zoom socialising for the rest of my days Gordon You just uh, brought a memory back to me my, my granny and my mother were both alive right and they took me to the bingo when I was 18 and I says I'll pay it in right and it was something like 22 quid to get in Mark and they were sitting me a sherry and all that and I'm sitting there as an 18 year old thing what the <laughs> f- what am I doing here it's the worst uh, night of my life did you win? 
Gordon, I could have got a full night out in the town for the 22 quid back in the day. Schoolboy. Well, enjoy your baby Thanks. bingo. Aye, right? There's money to be won. Uh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> Please gamble respond. Please gamble and drink responsibly, yeah. and we'll see you on Thursday. You've got till Thursday to square yourself up. Um, Thomas is a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld. How's it going, Thomas? How you doing, mate? All right. How you doing, panel? Hello. Good. Good, Thomas. Um, what well, I first and foremost, I want to wish um, Walter Smith all the best. Um, hope he gets through everything and do the best to his family. Yeah, well said, Thomas. Well said. Um, first, uh, I've got a couple of points. Uh, what the first one was um, obviously who do they think the panel think will get a Celtic job? Um, my choice would be Eddie Howe. I'm just looking at him. Um, he's on uh, Sky Sports at the moment. Um, sounds a good good bloke anyway anyway and the second point would be who's going to win next week right okay some very different topics the name Eddie Howe will not stop going away Hugh because oh. he's available yeah. and he has done a good job I don't think there's any doubt about that what's the bit that puts you off or if there is a bit that puts you off um, I'm not sure that having done a good job at Bournemouth uh, is enough on its own He did a bad job at Burnley And he got out Was that a little bit early for him though Is that not what people say You know that that was a mistake And whatever And then since then He's done a very good job at Bournemouth No a really really good job at Bournemouth Do you know If I'm being perfectly honest I do not know where Celtic go With this one Because I do not consider Rafa Benitez Or Roberto Martinez To be feasible um, For a variety of reasons Um and thereafter, Roy Keane, no, I, I just cannot see that for the life of me. Uh, and then we're into Eddie Howe and Chris Wilder. And I don't think you can sell them to all of the Celtic support. You can sell them to a percentage, but not to all of them. And I think that Celtic have a a problem on their hands here. There doesn't seem to me to be a large choice available to them. Are we... At risk Mark Wilson Of doing that Old Scottish thing though Where we look for The deficiency We look at what They, they don't do We look at what box They don't tick As opposed to which ones They do Because I am mm-hmm. One of I will talk our game up and, Until You know Until we're blue in the face But at the same time We're here You know we, we are where we're at So the chances of Celtic or Rangers Getting a manager That ticks every single box Is pretty slim Stephen Gerrard yeah. Was a big name Big reputation Had never managed before Brendan Rodgers is almost the outlier because he he was close. He nearly ticked every box. He, he, you know, yeah. Um, well, the managers at Celtic uh, have been tipped with just now, and when you you look at the odds, debating odds, are all managers who have lost their job. And if you lose your job, you're going to find deficiencies in them somewhere yeah. along the line. You know, we're chatting about Chris Wilder, oh, Sheffield United. He, he didn't do this so well, but Alex points out that he had a great run at it. Eddie Howe's the same, very good at Bournemouth, but as you pointed out, Burnley was his downfall. Mm-hmm. Roy Keane's odds are tumbling uh, by the day, but again, he's not. As, when was the last time he managed? Maybe ten, 10 years, years ago. ago, and he had these problems. The only players. There is no Brendan Rodgers out there just now. Brendan Rodgers was the exception that ticked every box. A glamorous name who almost won the Premier League and some would say was sacked from the Liverpool job, maybe treated harshly, and everyone was happy. Hugh is right. The pool or the names that are being touted just now don't tick all those boxes mm. and it's so divided in opinion the, the the one about Eddie Howe for me Gordon is he, over a long period of time if you just look at him over a period of time he get several promotions he stayed in the top flight for five years and then there was a downturn in performances which which can happen after a long period of time like that 
if he's given time because I think whoever comes into Celtic this is a rebuilding I think in the summer I think it's well known that several key players will leave they end ha- you then have three or four uh, loan players going back to their parent club as well mm. so I'd be interested to see what because the, the reason why we're speculating so much about this Mark is because we don't know how Celtic are going to play this are they going to go for an experienced manager are they going yeah. to go for the box office are they going to go for someone who tries to build are they going to go for a foreigner is Eddie Howe Close to is he is he as close as anyone to ticking those boxes then because the I think I feel like on here the main criticism he gets is Bournemouth no that's not the same as Glasgow and well that isn't you know, fourteen thousand fans or whatever it is I think they only get about um, ten or eleven gone in, in the expectation <laughs> the danger is then you know the, what what means the most to you you might end up with a guy who has been at a big club yes. who does have a big name but is nowhere near as good a coach as the Eddie Howe is the other problem you have good is that Eddie Eddie Howe I would imagine will have his eye on the Premiership sure. and he'd be looking at uh, Roy Hodgson mm-hmm. and wondering if this is his last season at Crystal Palace and that might be a a, a job for him we'll see if that's the case then if Eddie Howe is in a good position to walk into a kind of solid English Premier League job does he not have the credentials for Celtic. Um, the, the the scale of the job at Celtic now, uh, I, I'm not sure. As I say, I can't give you an answer to who should be Celtic's manager because I, I think some candidates are simply not feasible. Uh, others, for me, are not attractive enough. And in the case of Roy Keane, I don't know why he's in the betting at all. Uh, a man who hasn't managed for 10 years, who is best known for confrontation at the clubs where he's managed. And I don't think Celtic need confrontation on top of all their other problems at the moment. It's a nice place to be in then in your shoes, Hugh Keevens, where you can just knock down every other suggestion and you don't have any of your own. <laughs> but but t- tell me, does I d- anyone... I don't disagree, but... No, I, I don't think that anyone... Normally, you find there's an overwhelming favourite. There isn't one in this case. And, uh, you know... People might be looking at the Celtic job now and thinking it's not attractive as it once was. Thomas wants to know who's going to win next weekend. Thomas, why don't you kick us off by telling us your feelings? I think Celtic will win it because I think Rangers obviously obviously have won the league and that, and um, quite rightly so. But um, so I think Celtic will go for it. Um, they've got to attack. Obviously, they've got to attack. And can also on that, but I've been playing this uh, drunk bingo for the last year. How's that working for you? <laughs> uh, not too good. What's <laughs> that <starting> like crazy? Drunk <laughs> bingo. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Thanks very much, oh Thomas. Oh my god, what a goal! Sorry. Oh my god! Never mind, drunk bingo. This is out the top draw. It was pretty special. I must admit, oh, Burnley are two 0 wow. up at Everton. Was it Dwight McNeil? Was it? Oh my god! What a strike this is! Kills it right in the top corner. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, by the way, he's been linked, hasn't he? Next week, the Burnley manager. Sean Dyche Yes Sean Dyche. Thomas thinks next week Celtic will win uh, And you know they'll go for it There's no such thing As a meaningless game Between the sides We get that But it is officially A dead rubber Does that not Make any difference? No it Not doesn't. at all um, but I've said uh, Numerous times show Played in very similar Circumstances Where it was a dead rubber Against Rangers And it didn't mean Any difference To the players On the pitch Celtic players Will approach it Like they're still In a title race Rangers players Will approach it Like they need to win it To win the title Even though it's already won Can't wait For it to happen If it does Um, You want my flawless prediction A week in advance? Nah let's save it Till next week Just give a general Sort of thoughts then On the importance Uh, The Celtic fans Will want to see Rangers defeated So that they can say At least uh, We stop Rangers And uh, they're Invincible run 
Uh, the Rangers fans will say, let's just keep this going and whitewash Celtic. We've got two victories over them already. Let's make it three. And then a fourth once the split has occurred. That it, it, we, we live in a world of tribalism where these two are concerned. Next uh, week tomorrow is all about tribalism. Well, I was going to go to Alex Ray, but he's still salivating over Burnley's second goal against Everton. So I'll just leave him in a wee trance in the corner. Mark, hopefully you're... Drunk bingo Or whatever Thomas called it Goes well tonight Hugh Keevans You you stay safe please We'll see you on Monday night Alongside Alex Where we will look back On all of the weekend's Biggest talking points From 6 o'clock It was a good day An exciting day Even though there was only Two Premiership games Big win for Hibs In the race for third Big win for Livingston That secures their top six Hamilton and Ross County though Can't pick anything up Still struggling down At the bottom We are Taking a rare day off tomorrow Back Monday at 6 o'clock And in the meantime Just stay right there His team couldn't get a win today But George Bowie is up next It's the GBX